Welcome to Carolina in Motion, the show about North Carolinians who are on the move to make things happen in their lives and their communities. Join us as we hear from people from all across the state as they share their stories and advice to inspire you and steer you towards success. And now here's your host, John Van. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, John Van, and welcome to Carolina in Motion. This is the very first episode. I'm so excited to finally be doing this. This is something I've been thinking about doing for a really long time. Just finally got around to doing it. Um, thrilled to do it. This is kind of kind of one of those uh, bucket list things that I've wanted to do is uh, start my podcast. So here I am. Let's do it. So today's episode, this is the very first episode. Basically, what we're going to do today is I'm going to tell you about the show, what I hope to accomplish with the show, what it's all about, and tell you a little bit about me. So this episode is basically just for you to get to know the show and get to know me, your host, John Van. <laughs> so thanks for being here. I'll go ahead and get started on telling you all these magical, wonderful things. First of all, this show, Carolina in Motion, it is about people here in North Carolina who are doing things. That's it. People who are active in their community, in their business, people who are making things happen. And I want to talk to as many people here in the state that are doing things because I want you, the listener, to be able to draw upon their knowledge, learn from their experiences, their their secrets, their success. So many people are out there trying to get things done and a lot of people might be trying to do the very same thing you're doing or working on something that you're wanting to learn about to maybe you'll start doing that. So get inspired, watch these people, listen to them, just do your thing. <laughs> so basically that's it. It's it's a show about people here in North Carolina and I wanted to inspire you and help you. So very glad to be doing this. Um want to tell you a little bit about myself now. So as I told you, my name is John Van. Um, I live in North Carolina. I'm from Rocky Mount, uh, North Carolina. That's where I live and work. And there's basically four things that I'm working on right now, uh, four ways that I'm in motion. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about all of those things. And no, this is not a commercial. I'm not you know, trying to pitch this or anything. This is just me telling you what I'm doing um, so you can get to know me a little bit. So four things I'm working on. One being the show, which I kind of already told you what that's all about here. We're going to be interviewing a lot of people that can help teach you a little bit. So that's item number one. The podcast, accounting, farming, and horses. Those are the, the four things I'm all about. So we covered the podcast. Uh, accounting. I am a CPA. Um, I've been practicing public accounting for over 10 years now. I started out not not doing accounting at all. I was just went to school for business. Um, graduated like a lot of people with a business degree and couldn't really find a good job. Didn't really know what to do. Um, so I decided to go back to school. Uh, to get the hours I needed to sit for the CPA exam because I figured, you know, accounting is something that everyone needs. It would be something I could get a little bit more knowledge in and, and something that would be useful in, in any business because I, I wanted to start my own business of some sort, have my own business, but I didn't know what exactly 
that business was going to be at the time, but I knew any business would need accounting. It's kind of the language of businesses numbers. So going back to school, getting those classes, taking the CPA, that was, that was sort of my thinking. And, and it was a good decision. Um, glad I did it because in, in public accounting, I've, I've had just such a great experience with being exposed to so many different things, so many different types of businesses. Um, I've just, I've seen a lot in my, uh, 10 plus years, a, a lot of complex situations, a lot of different types of businesses. And I just love the fact of being able to be diverse and working with so many different types of businesses and seeing so many different things. I just feel like it's kind of taught me a lot about how the way uh, the world and, and business and, and things work. And uh, I'm happy to have the, all those experiences I've had that have taught me these things. And so I am just finishing up my my second tax season as a partner in my firm. And I'm very excited to to finally have my own practice. It's something I you know, started out working towards over 10 years ago. And it, it took a long time to get here. And I'm, I'm so overjoyed to be here. But yeah, my second tax season, um, it's been great so far. I've enjoyed, um, you know, having having a great staff and and actually having the opportunity to work with my family as well. Um, my father originally started this firm in 1972, and he retired a few years back. And so my brother Chris and I uh, took over at the firm in Rocky Mount, and so that's where we're at right now. Um, Gone through two tax seasons of it so far, and and doing great. So. I'm really enjoying that. Hope to keep growing that. Uh, if you want to learn more about my firm, you can visit that at cpasnc.com. So that's that's item two, podcast accounting. Item three, farming. <laughs> you might be saying, okay, so what is this CPA here got to do with farming? But uh, farming is just something I, I really enjoy. I enjoy growing my own food and it's a it's a it's a hobby that I've had that I've turned into a little side business as well I I, I currently live on a, a, a two acre piece of land with a house and I just try to grow as much stuff as I can on a little small space of land and I've grown more and more stuff each year always increasing my farmstead and I've enjoyed it so much I wanted to start selling things because that gave me an excuse to be able to grow more if I if I could sell it to someone that I had to grow more so I can learn more things I, was, I guess that's something I just like doing is learning more like I said as a CPA I was uh, learning all different types of businesses farming I'm learning all these different types of things to farm so when I got started with with farming um, I was well let me back up. When I got started with trying to decide what part of the farming I wanted to do as a side business, I started looking around trying to figure out what type of farming I wanted to do and went on um, some field trips to a few different farms. I went up to the mountains, um, went a few different places, looked at a few different things, and um, went went and visited this one mushroom farm up in the mountains and they were growing uh, these shiitake uh, mushrooms on logs and I was just fascinated by this because it was something that you could um, plant one time uh, and just keep harvesting mushrooms off of this log for many years 
And I just thought that was so fascinating. You 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 do that one planting, and it's gonna just keep producing food for you. Um, and also, one of my cousins had given me some of these logs that that he had put shiitakes in, uh, shiitake spawn, a few years back, and. I got mushrooms off of him when he gave them to me and um, thought, okay, cool. Got my mushrooms and I just stuck the logs out in the woods and didn't really think anything else about it. Kind of forgot about them. Well, when I was doing these farm tours and saw the shiitake logs and talked to the farmer, he was telling me how these things, they they last for years. And I didn't know that part um, until that tour. So I thought, huh, I wonder I wonder those uh, logs that my cousin gave me, I wonder if they're, you know, how they're doing. I, I just harvested them that one time and forgot. So I went went home as soon as I got back from that trip. I went and looked in the woods uh, for those logs that had been there for about two years. And lo and behold, I had some mushrooms, some shiitakes growing on there. And I was just blown away. It's like, this is so cool. So I just had this interest in mushrooms at that point and I just started uh, really reading about them a lot um, and just found it was a really deep rabbit hole like uh, there's a really a whole lot to fungi that I had no idea when I started that journey um, was out there just so many incredible health benefits of these things it's just such a a it's just such a complex uh, world that I, I, I had no idea about mycelium or mushrooms or any of this stuff. And as I as I started learning more and more about it, I was just fascinated by it. And so I started um, converting an area of my house to being able to grow more and started growing more mushrooms, started selling them. And this is where things got really just interesting was... I learned so much through this. You know, I had asked around to some restaurants um, about if they'd been interested in mushrooms, and they, they said, yeah, it'd be great. Um, they seemed really excited about it. And other people I talked to seemed excited about it too. So I started growing them. I go to the farmer's market, and I try to sell to restaurants as well, and no one's buying them. <laughs> like, I spent all this time studying and... Uh, you know, doing all this stuff, and and I can't sell them, and it was just so disheartening that oh man, I I put in all this work and this effort, and you know some of these mushrooms like a lion's mane or um, chestnuts, uh, people never seen these things before, so going to the farmers market in my market in my town, no one would buy them, <laughs> so I I had to make a decision and try to learn some more things and try to just, it was a huge learning process in this figuring out what works. And what I ended up doing was I started growing microgreens as well, which are baby plants. They first start growing um, their very first leaves, their seedlings, and they're very delicious because they're young. They are packed with nutrients, makes them a superfood, super healthy for you. And just, very, very potent with flavor. All those nutrients they have gives them like an intensified flavor versus the full-grown plant. So I started growing those too and taking those to market and was actually selling those really well. And 
so I ended up really transitioning to where I was doing less and less mushrooms. And now I'm like almost entirely microgreens. I, I sometimes will grow mushrooms mainly because I enjoy just growing them. Um, but I'm, I'm not selling very many of them. So I, I had to really just change m- what I was doing and focus more on what the customer wanted and what people would buy and and now my business has totally changed um, from not only that the microgreens over the mushrooms I started out with the plan to sell to uh, to restaurants that was how I was thinking you know I would just sell to all these restaurants it would be great well it wasn't a steady steady source of income like they would order but they didn't want it like every week it was just a once in a while thing and it was just not a sustainable business model to just rely on the restaurants and you know go to the farmer's market you can make some money at the farmer's market but it requires a lot of time you spending your whole Saturday there and I'm already a busy uh CPA working uh, you know ridiculous hours especially during tax season It's kind of like, you know, I want to have my Saturdays every once in a while. So I didn't want the business to just be focused on if you don't go to the farmer's market, you're not going to make money. And also, you know, after the market died, there was, you know, who are are you going to sell to after market season's over? The the farmer's market and the restaurants was not exactly what I was thinking it was going to be. So I ended up transitioning. So I transitioned the crop itself. But then I ended up also transitioning my offering, my plan, and what I was doing. Really adjusted on the fly to now, instead of just restaurants or the farmer's market, I'm really focusing on home delivery because it's what people want. Right now, especially, this is a really good opportunity for small farms during this pandemic situation where people don't want to come out. They don't want to leave their home Right now, at this point in time, I'm recording this. Restaurants are not even really open. You can get takeout from some, but you can't go get a good quality meal in a lot of places because they're just not open. So people are stuck at home. They don't want to leave. They can't go get really, really good food. So they're making it themselves, and it's it's a perfect time to uh, to offer this. So I started uh, doing that instead. Uh, made another change adjustment on the fly, and I'm, I'm I think I finally hit my stride this year um, in doing that and finding what was going to work for this farm, and it's going really well so far. Um, this has just been a great experience for me in starting this business, uh, this farm, to just learn on the fly, see what's working, make adjustments, and I, I've really enjoyed it so far, and I'm going to keep on farming. You know, another thing that I do with this farm is I'm constantly experimenting and playing with new crops, uh, really just because I enjoy growing them, <laughs> and, and I, I like challenging myself to learn. I'm not saying I'm really going to start mass producing some of these other things and start selling them, but I'm I'm playing around with things. I've got a few uh, hydroponic systems that I've set up, and I'm, I'm growing a few uh lettuces and things so we'll see where that goes i'm really just enjoying it right now and increasing my own personal farmstead um i got um i I got a beehive a few weeks ago to uh help pollinate some things in the yard i 
I got um, a few chickens last week. They're they're growing, so I'm gonna have fresh eggs too. So I'll be able to expand my my product offerings a little bit someday, or possibly. If not, I'm just really having a good time with uh, doing all this stuff. So anyway, that's that's kind of the the farm side of things. And if you want to learn more about my farm, that's uh, GrowHappyFarms.com. Yeah, that's GrowHappyFarms.com. And yeah. Go sign up for home delivery if you're in the uh, Rocky Mount area. But anyway, so that is the third item about me that I wanted to tell you about. And kind of the, the fourth thing here um, is a little something, like I said, horses. Um, it's called Hooves for Hope. So I I, I, I really enjoy horses. Um, I've, I've had a good time riding them. Uh, a few years ago, kind of had a little rough patch. Things weren't going as planned like I thought <laughs> in life and I got really frustrated and it was just kind of man you know what I need something else to do I need I need a hobby I need something to occupy my time a little bit to get me to focus on positive things so I was like yeah horses I'm gonna give it a try so started uh started riding went and started with leasing a horse did that for a little bit enjoyed it because you know i didn't want to go out it's it's it can be a very expensive hobby (laughs) it can be a very expensive hobby and i didn't want to just go out and and spend a bunch of money on all this stuff uh i wanted to just kind of get my feet wet a little bit so i leased a horse and i enjoyed it i had a good time did some trail riding um and i was like okay yeah i i like this i'm gonna keep doing it so then I jumped in. I, I bought a horse, bought a truck, brought a trailer, all kinds of tack, you know. I just went, you know, went for it and, and just kept riding. And just really found that uh, I didn't really like the way it made me feel. So I kind of heard about something called uh, therapeutic horseback riding um, and looked into it. And this is where people use the horse um, to help make them feel better, basically. Um, they learn to ride people with special needs it it not only helps them feel better but they they learn a new skill something they were not previously able to do and it's just a really magical thing uh to see some of these kids um you know are unresponsive uh in a lot of situations um to just respond to the horse because the horses are very attentive to the rider and can just really focus on that individual and it, it just is such a huge source of therapy and and help to these people so I, I I got really interested in that and decided you know I want to open a therapeutic riding barn <laughs> you know I've only been riding horses for um, a few months now so I had no idea what I was getting myself into on that what all that was going to entail but I knew I needed some help. I, I knew me just starting out. I don't know a lot about horses yet. I'm going to need some more people that do. You know, know what you don't know. I'm going to need some more people that do know more about horses. So I'm going to go try to recruit some folks to help me with this. So started something uh, called Hills for Hope, a nonprofit. Um, just a, a few other really great people uh, got involved with me on this. And we... Just we started ra- we started raising money right off the bat too because we knew we were going to to need that and just the thing is when we got more involved in it and we just realized 
how much time it was going to take to get to the knowledge base of where we needed to be. And so really once I got started and looking into it more, I realized, oh, this is not going to be something that's just going to, you know, start next week. This is something that I've got to take some more time because you can't just, you, you, you know, you have the idea, but you can't just go and start immediately doing this. So we kind of step back a little bit from the promotions and the fundraising and all that and just focused on learning. And there were three of us uh, that went and uh, volunteered at another barn and, and did some teaching and everything. So we've, we've got some good people. Um, now we've just got to kind of get moving with it again. Um, it, it's been three years since we initially started doing that, and it took a long time. I just recently, earlier um, at the beginning of the year, basically, uh, passed the exam. There's a whole process of becoming a certified instructor. You have to get so many you know, teaching hours. Um, you've got to pass a writing test. You've got to pass a teaching test, actually teaching lessons. And when I started this three years ago, I was nowhere close on any of those fronts, writing or teaching, to even know anything enough to be able to do it. I just knew I wanted to do it. But here, it took three years, and I've got it. I passed my exam earlier this year. I am a certified uh, therapeutic writing instructor with PATH International, and I'm, I'm thankful to be there. So we've not, we've still not started actually teaching yet. Um, my plan was after this tax season was to get rolling with it. Then this whole coronavirus stuff kind of hit. I really, I had to start focusing on um, my firm and my farm a bit more um, with all the things going on with uh, the world. Um, I needed to focus on the things that. I earned my livelihood on. So there was just, I've, I've had to spend some, some time on that. And when things do settle down with the uh, coronavirus here shortly, when we start getting back to normal, yeah, I'm going to be teaching very soon. So, you know, stay tuned, everybody. That This will be something I hope to be talking with you a little bit more about. But as I said, I, I kind of don't really like, hey, super duper promote this. So... Those are the things I'm working on, the podcast, the CPA firm, the farm, and the horses. So I hope I've kind of given you a little glimpse of what this show is about and kind of what I'm all about, and I hope you'll come back. I hope you'll keep listening. Um, I really want this to be something to better you, where you can come, hear people's experiences, hear my experiences, hear the guest experiences. I really hope to recruit some quality guests that are from all across the state of North Carolina that are doing things that you can learn from. I really hope you'll stick around, keep listening, learn some things here. If you want to stay in touch with the show, highly recommend it. You can go to carolinainmotionpodcast.com. From there, it's got links to all the um, podcasting services where you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, and there's a few other up there. Um, just go to carolinamotionpodcast.com. You can find out all about it and subscribe. Also, I have a, a Facebook group out there, the Carolina in Motion Community Group. It's a place where you can go and interact with me and with guests from the show. I want this to be a place where you can come and ask questions and get some guidance from me or 
maybe someone else that was on the show. So go check that out as well. Caroline in Motion group on Facebook. Lastly, you know, I'm just getting this show going. If you're someone that's doing something <laughs> in North Carolina, if you're if you're active or if you're looking to, to get moving with something, uh, I'd love to talk to you. Um, drop me a line. Um, you can reach me at John, J-O-H-N, at C-P-A-S-N-C.com. That's John, J-O-H-N, at C-P-A-S-N-C.com. Well, thanks again, folks. I'm glad to, you know, here we go. The first one's down. That's all it takes. Just one to get started. <laughs> and here we go. So thanks so much, folks. I urge you to just keep listening and just keep moving, Carolina. Good day. <laughs>